Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Alice Bell. Today we're uh, we're light on bodies, uh, but the bodies we do have. What bodies they are. We've got Colm Mahern. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, I'm blushing. Finally, acceptance. <laughs> and Sam uh, Riley, you can hear them both there. Uh, and oh. no one else this week. Uh, we've got Dave on holiday, unfortunately. And Tom just couldn't be fucked to come in today. That's not true. No, train strikes. Trains, this so- I shouldn't say that. He'll listen back and my mm. pair of you will go very poorly. <laughs> He's here in spirit. He did spend uh, what I assume would be it would have been like five minutes constructing an elaborate joke about Network Rail using his son's uh, toy train set. So go to at VG Tomo to enjoy that. <laughs> so there you go. He, he'll enjoy that. He'll enjoy the follow VG Tomo things. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's a brand on. thing. So, um, You're back in. Well done. Thank you. Um, as always, we're going to start with the news cannon, but sadly... <laughs> Load up those balls, or whatever we said last <laughs> week, Ellis. Balls and bodies. Ball it right up. Fire it all over Colm. I hear he likes it. <laughs> um, so, what's, um, what's, what's going on, Ellis? What's well, happening with the news cannon? F- fuck all. Like, just before we <laughs> came in here, uh, James was like, it's a Sonic uh, art book has been released. And I was like, oh, so still fuck all. Like, That's the yeah. lead story, That's Alice. minus uh, news. So, what I do have for you is that, uh, allegedly, the Mass Effect Andromeda release date has been inadvertently leaked mm. on the uh, Amazon.com. Not the UK site. Uh, strangely, but they're the, it's normally um, France or something, isn't it? It's like Amazon France reveal everything. those rogues. <laughs> uh, but there's uh, an art book for Mass Effect Andromeda, which is being published by Dark Horse, the uh, who you may know for their comic mm-hmm. publishing. Um, and the blurb on Amazon.com says that it will launch simultaneously with the game, which means if that is to be believed, then it will be out uh, in the US on the 21st of March next year, which is quite soon. It is quite soon, yeah. Uh, it's um, impressively soon. Um, and my what I would imagine is that they were waiting to possibly announce this until N7 Day, which is actually coming up very soon as well. That's right, yeah. Uh, do you think that this is uh, an accurate leak? Do you think it was just kind of a mistake? And also, I would like to ask, how do you think this keeps happening? <laughs> like, how many people did that have to go through and who were like, yeah, this is fine? Yeah, it it does amaze me. Like like stuff leaks on Amazon or leaks on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Like they just always happen. And for some reason, no one ever, no one ever has the cop on to just realize. Right, prob- probably shouldn't do that. Or as you say, Alice, how many people does it have to go through? Like how is no one <laughs> spotting that? So it, it doesn't really make sense. But in terms of the like. It's probably true, yeah, because most of these things are. I think Amazon, in particular, when they leak stuff, uh, it usually turns out to be true. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it's, I mean, I remember writing something, a news story, maybe two years ago, and it was about the Mass Effect trilogy game that was supposedly imminent. And since then, EA have said they're not going to bother doing that. Uh, Apparently, that's in our best interest so that they can focus on Andromeda. Uh, but yeah, that turned out to be bullshit. And uh, if it's not Amazon, it's not like a big retailer. I wouldn't trust it. I'm not saying they're backing this or it's like a press release from them or anything. But yeah, that sounds with the N7 day coming up. That that sounds pretty legitimate. To me. Well, the interesting thing about it is that that blur that blurb bit is only on the Amazon.com on the US site. Uh, and the Amazon.co.uk site it doesn't say that. And uh, the book ah. in the UK comes out on the 23rd, so a couple of days later. 
So when was the how what is that about two weeks? Is it ish? What is it? What's, <laughs> between, what's in two weeks? between like between the American date, if you want, and the UK date? Uh, the, the American date is the twenty first. Okay. And the UK is the twenty third. Well, that, yeah, that would probably make sense. So yeah. a couple of days. Americans yeah. uh, tend to get their games. Is that a Wednesday, the twenty third? It's. Like, I think they tend to get their games midweek, and we tend to get them on yeah. Fridays. But then, so like, that's, I'm, I'm uh, trying to remember up. actually about Mass Effect Three. Was that a, a a worldwide release date? It's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's and it's probably going to be a lovely art book. It's not going to be as nice as the Sonic art book, but it, it'll be nice. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, but no, I love when this kind of stuff happens because, like, you know, there were so many Sony leaks and people were like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe they're getting hacksawed. Yeah. And I asked <laughs> one of my friends who has worked with Sony and he was like, no, they just have terrible security. Like, they're just really, really bad at doing this kind of thing. Like, they're they not can't doing- be anymore, surely. Not like after the- all that North Korea stuff. They'd probably <laughs> be like ironclad now, surely. No, like my friend, I won't say his name for fear of giving him up. But he was like, no, <laughs> yeah. they're not. They're not doing it on purpose. They're not getting hacked. They just have really, really bad like protocol for this kind of stuff. See, before you said, how many people does this have to get through? Mm-hmm. I think it only takes one person who is ha- being a bit absent-minded or deliberately doing it, and then something like Amazon, so automated that no one's really going to check all those little details because to them, mm-hmm. perhaps they don't follow games or anything like that, or they don't really care about embargoes uh, because they don't really deal with things like embargoes that often at places like Amazon, you would think. But that blurb presumably wouldn't have been written by Amazon. No, like that would have been written someone by someone involved it. in Dark Horse or whatever. Yeah, to go up at a certain time. But one per, one staffer there has probably thought, I'll put up a bit early. Maybe they didn't realize what they were doing. Maybe it was sabotage from within. I don't know. Maybe we should look up the, the publishing processes for Amazon Blurbs. <laughs> Let's really <laughs> dig into this. We could blow this wide open. But I do think, yeah, a company that size, it's probably easy to get something as comparatively minuscule as that through the checks. I don't think people are going to be looking out for stuff like that. Mm. Well, that's kind of the only other thing that we kind of have to talk about is Mafia 3. But we still don't have Mafia 3, so mm. we can't talk about it, really. Yeah. And um, I, I'm told there's a wonderful Irish character in the first two hours who his opening gambit is, uh, I don't know, he's fixing a car or something. And within 10 seconds, he's drinking a bottle of beer. So well done, stereotypes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we can say that obviously people were, uh, were cross. On Very cross, Very Alice. cross on Steam. <laughs> Very cross. Uh, that uh, it was locked at 30 FPS. It is now unlocked, so you can boost. That's sort of like opening Pandora's box, though. I mean, think of the problems at 30 frames. It's going to be like amazing. Well, no, now. this is the thing. People are like, so it runs at 60, but it's still like full of like bugs and <laughs> it's shit. It's now <laughs> fucked at 60 rather than 30. <laughs> Fantastic. It was funny that people had played it for like 18 minutes. Of, like it, yeah. uh, like 18 minutes past midnight they were like this game is shit there was, yeah within <laughs> a half an hour there was like 400 reviews on Steam about what a shit heap this Mafia 3 is but like do you know do, do you play your most of your games on consoles Sam? I do uh, certain things that you can't play on consoles I will you play you will play PC. on PC yeah. and are you mostly console as well Alice? yeah I used to be PC but I can't afford this is the thing. It's what we always talk about with the new console cycle cycles. I'm like, I switched to console because I couldn't afford to keep keep upgrading and upgrading my yeah. PC. Like, I probably should upgrade my graphics card, but like I understand the mentality of the reason you have a PC is because you want it to look the best. You want it to be 
far better than what the con like with the consoles you're locked in this is what you're given you can't make it look any better with a pc you can so you want you want to be able to get the 60 frames per second or you want like the visual fidelity to be far greater than what someone on their ps4 plays so i i understand that mentality but when you turn it around and you're just like this game is fucking shit like because it's you're feeling so restricted i don't know it's it's something that I wrestle with. I, I understand, as I say, in some ways, why they would get so upset about it because they want the limitless nature of a PC. But at the same time, fucking calm down, lads. <laughs> Do you know? I don't, I'm, I don't know. Someone posted a screenshot uh, on Twitter the other day. They'd searched for, like, The Angry Gamer on YouTube and there were fucking shitloads of YouTube channels that were called, like, Two Angry Gamers and Angry yeah, Gamers. Everything is angry. <laughs> angry or just annoyed like, or cross or fucking just so upset. Cynical is another one, isn't it? Cynicism plays well. That's it. Nah, From, mate. Like, people are getting tired of it now. I know they are. And uh, that's probably a good thing. But I think Too all much. the way from, like, high school... Cynicism plays really well with a lot of people. Not it's just a good position nah, to be in. It's grand like sometimes. I don't, when, I don't, no, do I'm it. not a cynic and I don't necessarily believe in being uh, cynical. I'm just saying that if you're going to go out there and try and make a name for yourself, maybe five years ago it was a better idea than it is now, but cynicism and being the most angry person on mm. YouTube... That's not a bad idea. I think. Well, yeah, but you can't now because there's fucking twenty other cunts yeah. trying to do yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah. It's too late now, but it's it's everywhere. So look, there's another white dude with brown hair who's angry about games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, then look at Stampy, whatever Stampy Long Cat. What the fuck is your <laughs> man's name? The Minecraft guy on YouTube. You've turned into like one of those gift S- generators. S- uh, Stampy Long Nose or something. <laughs> Why don't you know some people do it really well? He, but but like, as in he's like a really happy and cheery and it was very clever of him actually to like see, right, everyone's being wicked cross. I'm going to be very happy and like be kind of like, you know, hello boys and girls and almost make it like a CBBC type of kind of thing. I don't know how we got talking about no, this. No. <laughs> but no, I think, I think people obviously saw the, the, the people that were good at that sort of take and, and were successful at it and they were like, well, I'll do that as well. Yeah. And it just, I don't think it's working as well anymore. I think it's easier to be an entertaining cynic than it is to be an entertaining optimist. Yeah, it's easier to write fucking hack and slash pieces. When you hate a game, it's much easier to write jokes about it, right? Yeah, everything in moderation. Love and hate, all of it. In five years. (laughs) Wow, very philosophical. I do I fe- try. I feel as though I've grown as a person in the last five minutes. Uh, yeah, I would say that in five years, we're going to be sick of all these optimists. And then some fresh-faced young man, well, probably a gruff-faced young man will come along and just be like, everything is shit. I hate mm. the games industry. VR makes me sick. And then everyone will flock to their, you know, X-Tube channel. Or it's, like, it's like fashion. Shoulder pads are out. No, they're in. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is anyone here actually interested in playing Mafia 3? I kind of am because a, a lot of people are saying that it is it's very hard hitting with all the racism mm-hmm. and things. So I do want to see how they're done. But also people are saying like it starts off really well, but in terms of being an actual game, yeah, it's not actually that good. Yeah, which it kind of needs to be being a game and all that. Yeah, exactly. I think they've, uh, from the looks of it, they've invested a lot in making the feel of New Orleans be the main draw. And I don't think they're doing anything spectacular with the sandbox uh, genre in general. Like, there's nothing I've seen on any kind of trailers that suggests, oh, this isn't just the sandbox you've played, but reskinned mm. and with a slightly different story. So from that point of view, even though I'm a big sandbox guy, 
not particularly interested in the gameplay of it. Although, as Alice says, the story, that's quite hard-hitting, apparently, and uh, interesting, and I yeah, like yeah, what they're doing. I'm interested to see it, because people are praising that aspect of it, anyway. Yeah. And and it's actually, it's done really well in terms of the series. It's it's uh, opened at number two mm-hmm. in the charts this week, and it's uh, done the highest uh, opening sales of uh, any game in that franchise. Presumably behind that FIFA. That being two other games. Yeah. <laughs> that's... FIFA's number one, I FIFA take it. FIFA is number one, So yeah. that is like being number one at any pretty, pretty other time much. of the year besides maybe when Call of Duty is released. But so I, they've done really well in that to respect. Like, to both your points, really, that is the one aspect of Mafia as well that intrigues me because I find that games, an awful lot of the time, this happened with Hotline Miami a couple of years ago, shy away from fucking really heavy stuff. Because you can, you can tackle it in a mature and kind of interesting way and just be like yeah like it's okay to feel uncomfortable whilst consuming any form of entertainment media it's all right because it's like you know oh oh god i I don't like it oh this is too much and it's like well fuck it that's what it was like you know it is actually that's a realistic take of the 1960s i think it said whenever it was like you know that that is how the world was back then or that particular area i suppose well that's kind of the danger with uh even though the internet should broaden our views i suppose uh people can quite easily sort of curate their lives a little bit stay within their own sort of happy echo chambers and Mm -hmm. so a lot of people they don't like necessarily seeing something like that therefore no one should see it but i think it's important it's like no one wants to study the holocaust necessarily but it's important to know about those kind of things so i don't see why a game can't do a realistic depiction of racism in the 1960s and be entertaining at the same time. You know, that's kind of a hard thing to do and I can understand why uh, a lot of people haven't bothered. But for me, you know, it's it's important that people, when playing a game set in that time, you don't shy away from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Fair points all around. Good work, lads. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe a bit we, of levity. We took, we, 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 oh, no, yeah, we've yeah, created no, a new echo chamber. We, no, we got through some tough topics there quite well. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Nobody did any voices. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I restrained myself just this once. <laughs> uh, well, it's all related tangentially, I suppose, to... Um, uh the kind of bugs and stuff you sam suggested an interesting question which is should uh devs when they they bring out patches to buggy kind of crashy well not crashy but games with uh amusing bugs should they give people the option to when you know when you're about to download the patch they're like this will fix all the fun shit (laughs) so like do you want the patch or do you want to stick with the buggy first version Mm. well it would be hard to regulate number one yeah uh on pc it's probably a lot more viable because you can just scroll up find the old patch put it back to that and then play flying cars in new orleans or whatever you're doing right now in mafia 3 on consoles obviously mod support is becoming more and more prevalent i would like to see something like that i would just like to see the choice so people can say uh, let's roll back because I don't quite like this change. But I think with consoles, especially if it's an online-enabled game, they'll say, no, you need the latest one. <laughs> it's, it annoys me. Uh, but I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, play, no pun intended, in uh, being able to just mess about with a clearly broken game. In fact, I would think a lot of games that are the subject of you know funny Let's Play videos online end up getting huge sales boosts simply Massive, because... Yeah. Because people want to go and experience that fucked up stuff for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think it's within their interest if 
And I would say only if a community comes out and says, we would like the option. Only then you should say, right, you can, you know, somehow roll back the patch when playing a single player, something like that. I think it's it's not the most viable idea, but it could be really fun and it could be a great way of generating a bit of extra publicity for themselves because, you know, you look at Reddit, half the stories on there right now on the gaming page are just people exploding through ceilings well, yeah, and cars flipping r, over. R slash gaming is just... I mean, that's a fucking hive of just like, whoa, look at this gif of... Yeah, oh, no, I Just know, Cause gif and stuff like that. But, but no, that, but that's... Plenty of that, people. That, that, you're to your point. Yeah, that does drive sales and, and popularity. But... I mean, it's a broken game, though, Sam. Shouldn't would you not oh, want to play the fixed? I would rather that it's kind of the. the I state, mean, don't get me wrong. I would rather they just now. make the game. I would like, rather, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would rather ideally, they didn't rush to release and they just gave finished games all the time. Mm. But having said that, if it's a sandbox and if it's fucked up, in this case, if there was a community, you know, swell of support for this idea, then I don't see why they shouldn't do it. They should just sort of enjoy that aspect of how they fucked it up well i guess uh, there are practical i mean it'd be nice but practically speaking like a lot of time patches don't just have fixes to like that thing that makes the bear fly up in the air when you hit it <laughs> but also like <laughs> stuff that fixes little menu niggles and things like that it's sort of like you know when like the democrats try and put through a bill that's got like you know to do with i don't know helping the mm-hmm. veterans but then like the republicans attach some shithouse thing to do with like taxes like on the <laughs> or end vice of it. versa it does happen. or vice versa it's true uh and so then they're like fuck that and and then the you know Everything none fails. of it goes through yeah nuclear um, war exactly but so but like i get where you're coming from because like um and a, lot mods, of time, a lot of the time mods are simply to yeah, put exactly. that kind of craziness <laughs> back into the back game in. like the, yeah. the gta 5 one that makes you know cars no gravity etc yeah yeah and a lot of the time, they're not intentional in the first place. It's not the game is broken. It's just like with stuff like uh, like Skyrim, uh, it's just because it's so big that yeah. they could never test they for everything. Exactly. exactly, they can't spot every single instance of things. But like. that's fun. But you want to be the ones who find is. the dog-faced woman in Red Dead Redemption but or something like, like that. Um, there's a really, f- I say really famous, but there's uh, there was a time I think Bioware did an AMA on Reddit for something. And someone was like, is this thing, is that a bug or a feature? And they just replied, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the glitches are the mods you didn't know that you wanted. As long as they're not game breaking and they don't mess up your save file or anything like that. As long as they're just sort of tangential to your enjoyment of the main core gameplay experience, then I say, you know, give people the option. Patch them up well, as like, soon as you can. But then if people sort of like them, give them a glitchy server or something like that. To play That's de- a lot to- of extra effort. Just <laughs> yeah, it's fine. To play. To play, I, I, I've checked it out. It's fine. To play Devil's Advocate, what, what's an open world sandbox type game that you adore the lore of? Uh, do you know what? Really liked Sleeping Dogs. I okay. I did a lot of cool new things. Okay, so Sleeping Dogs. Let's say that... Was it? It's not my favorite, but it's just a good example. But yeah. yeah. So, like, let's say there's a glitch in it where Wei Chen, oh, I'm well impressed to remember his name, is Wei Chen. <laughs> the, 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 the friend was. I don't want to bring down your day. It's Wei Shen. Ah, yeah. Is it? So right, don't okay. be too impressed with was, yourself. Was, ja- was Jackie the name of the friend? Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to take that. I think that. so. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's name more characters in Sleeping Dog. Dog Eyes. But, yeah. but like, let, let's just say there's. Um, a glitch in it where Jackie's face always, I don't know, because whatever, he he flies into walls whenever you see him. And then it takes <laughs> you takes you completely out of 
the story and the setting and stuff like that. Would you not then like to see that patched out? Well, obviously, as I said, my first preference is they released a finished game. But if something like this were to happen, you know, just give us the option of uh, doing something like that. Because, I mean, I'm one of those people where if I play a game enough, like first time through, you're right. I want to see how it's meant to be played. But I remember Halo 1. After I'd played it a million times because I was a kid and I didn't have money for other games, I would just see how long I could survive trying to kill the like keys, commander keys, and all of the unkillable, you know, uh, friendly AI. Mm -hmm. And loads of people do that. When you get bored, you just attack your own team. Um, And just stuff like that, you know, it's, uh, I think it's for people, it's an end game in and of itself sometimes, like a glitchy server or, you know, uh, an option to play a sort of better version of the game, beta, should I say. Uh, yeah, so maybe not the first time through, but after that, yeah, give people a choice if they ask for it because it can add something uh, intangible. So you want a, a fixed game to start with and then you want them to break it for you? <laughs> yes. They're the mods we don't know that we want. But that's just mods then. You've got that already. No, but they're the ones we don't know we want because who, who in their right mind, and there's probably someone, rule 34, but there is... <laughs> that's, not <laughs> that's the wrong rule. Yeah. Oh, is it the right rule? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's one of the rules. But when it came to something like, again, Red Dead Redemption, who knew that they wanted a dog-faced woman, you know, parading around because of a glitch? No one wanted that. But then it was, you know, delightful and it inspired many a joke and everyone was happy forever more and that was the end. Is it not kind of the case though, that once you've seen one dog-faced woman, you've kind of seen Oh, but there's, there's more than just dog-faced woman. There's probably Cowman and, you know, Snake Girl. It's, so a, it's, a, it's a superhero the strangest story. Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those those are the kind of jokes you just can't write. Those are just, they're, they're amazing. And I do appreciate, like, it's the gaming equivalent of a bad movie, I think. Because you can't do a bad movie in games. You can have very poor scripts and you can get somewhat close. But I think if you really want to emulate the kind of feeling of watching a bad movie with friends, you play a glitchy game and you just fuck about and wait for a random crazy event yeah but like i don't pay to see bad movies i torrent them <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, my sensibilities. Themselves. The- ah, no. the- theoretically speaking i'm saying that would be what i'd do of, of course <laughs> you would. realize when the standards agency gets that hammer of dawn they've been working on <laughs> sorted you will just be vaporized the next time you say something like that you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't steal a handbag. Who did um? Oh, who did a, a, a sketch on that? Was that uh, the IT crowd? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't steal a policeman's hat <laughs> <laughs> and then shit in it. <laughs> oh, outstanding! Well, I didn't like this because I was like, I might steal a car. You don't know what I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't know me, man. You don't know me, advert. Jim, Jim does that. Jim, my husband, Jim shouts at adverts. Uh, when he's when, like an old man. When well, he is older like, than you, so yeah, he's possibly halfway senile already. <laughs> Bloody adverts! Maybe roll back on insulting people you haven't even met yet. I met him. I've met him. It's cool. He gave me the. Uh, oh yeah, the okay. you did. Didn't you? I did meet him. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> should we move on to what we've been playing? Let's. This week? Yeah. Uh, let's start with Thumper because we've all played that a bit. It's great. <laughs> Okay. I, I, no, I, I concur. Yeah, Move I, on. I, I really like it. I, I was kind of, I so I, bo- I booted up Thumper on the PlayStation Four, and I kind of went, oh, it's a heart Thumper. I get it. 
And uh, <laughs> I was no, like, it's a oh no, it's a beetle. <laughs> but it's like, but I, maybe it's kind of one of those... Is it, what is it, is it two candlesticks, two white candlesticks or a black vase? Ooh, um, that's what I'm going to go with anyway. Thumper, heart, I think it makes sense. But it's a very, like I love rhythm-based games anyway. And I loved the very, very underrated rock band Blitz, which was just a modern day amplitude before the modern day amplitude actually came out and was only okay. But uh, what I like about um, Thumper is how... Fuck me, it's so frantic. Like, it, it starts off very... Like, obviously, teaching you the mechanics, teaching you what, what, what you're about. But as it kind of goes on, like, I don't, I don't know, because maybe I'm not massively far into it. I think I've finished the first two levels, but then, obviously, each level has sections, whatever. Um, the Like, it's all on one track, I think, isn't it? I don't think it I don't think it I think later, it, later, yeah. does, later it, on, does it change? Later yeah. on, you get tracks that you can switch between. You have so to, because there'll be barriers. Yeah, you get them. like two or three next to each other, and then you can jink between them. Ah, right, okay. But even even just kind of on that, on that kind of one path, it's just so fucking cool. I, re- like, I just, uh, I don't know, it, it's... The idea of, of rhythm games, I suppose, in that context are probably... I don't know, is, is, is it... Uh, Something from a, a bygone era, but I really like this. In comparison to Amplitude, as I say, which I played this year, and I was like, eh, it's all right. You know? I don't know. I think it's a game that, especially at the low levels, it flatters you. It makes you look... If someone were to watch you playing it, they'd be like, you are some kind of robot god. Mm. They would think it was amazing that you were so fast, but in the first few levels, yes, it definitely does flatter you. After that, it's one of those games where it sucks you in with the great mechanics, and then you end up beating your head bloody against the wall because it's so bloody difficult. So, yes, very yeah, it's like a fly yeah. trap. It looks beautiful and then it's too late. You're dead. <laughs> so, so yes, I, I couldn't recommend it for people who, like myself, aren't very good with frustrating games, like in the sense that they need to defeat this game for wasting so much of their time and therefore waste more of their own time. I get like that. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for people like that, but it's, uh, it's a very good game. It's very well made. The core mechanics are very playable. Yeah, mm. I think it's well good. I do. The head confuses me though. Have you met the, the head? The skull head, the big thing. thing. There are two yeah. heads, aren't there? There's like sort of normal floaty head, and then there's like the one that you see attached to all of the marketing stuff, which is like Aztec evil. No, he gets more. Oh, is evil. that the same this head? The thing, like every, ah. yeah, every time you run into. Him. So basically, the end <laughs> level boss, evil. listeners, <laughs> uh, is a. It's a. Uh, I believe it's described as a maniacal head from the future (laughs) and it's just a it's just a big head (laughs) and like the track you're on is sort of snaking into his mouth I guess yeah Uh, and then every time you defeat him he comes back again at the end of the next level and he's plated a bit more like bedazzled kind of armor on himself kind of thing yeah (laughs) yeah it's like the is it hydrotherapy where they put a little bit of the thing that hurts you into a solution and that apparently right. makes you immune to immune it. Immune to it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently that's bollocks that whole thing, but I don't know for sure. I've not done the research. I mean, like I'm definitely <laughs> allergic to peanuts, so ah, well, put a little bit of peanut water. I'm not yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't really understand giant head bosses tactic. It's like why wait to armor up? Smash the beetle from mm-hmm. the very start using your final form. I don't understand. I don't understand why the giant head is in it. I don't understand why it's because everything else in it is quite. Oh, cons- oh, hang like, on. If the beetle is in fact a heart column, I would like you to take a stab at what the head represents. Is it the heart versus the head? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for fleshing up my idea. That's very good, Sam. Yep. Thank there you. you go. 
So yeah, it's this, good, rhythm, this rhythm good job, action game. Good job, team. <laughs> Are you blocking me so. out? All oh, right. Yeah, oh, you're blocking me yeah. out. Yeah. Team. Just did a little high five, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, if I you missed it. <laughs> there you go. It was like, uh, like everything in it is the look of it is very kind of futuristic and kind of uh, like conceptual kind of space future mm-hmm. kind of Tron, and then there's just this giant fucking head. Yeah, and it is very obviously a head. It's not like it does nothing abstract. A concept about of a head. Yeah. It's not an abstract. It's just the head. I'm, I'm, I must say, I'm, I'm quite a fan of the the nine inch nailsy sort of industrial soundtrack as well. It's just like, I yeah, I think I was talking to. Uh, someone on Twitter about just how like it's just yeah thump thump clack clack fucking it was Chris Schilling actually yeah yeah and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's, oh, it's it's great I just I re- I really like it okay it's something that I do want to delve into a little bit more and like you Sam I'm not normally one of these people that adores uh, adores these games that are just like frustrating but you're like no nah, fuck it I want more but there is the odd one that comes along like a Super Meat Boy or a Trials or something like a Thumper where it's just kind of fuck it. It's it's really it's pounding me down. But it's no, I, I, I it's stamping you in the head. I want to have another go at it. So yeah, I quite I quite enjoyed. Mm. There you go, nice one. We all like them. And also to that point, I think the mechanics uh, in terms of when you fail, you just sort of get a, a redo very quickly if yeah, you yeah. survive the, which the, is, the course, which is very clever. Very, Paramount no, in games like that. that yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there's Super no Meat Boy. Load times you can't have load times in games like that. You've just got to get back in. It has to be pretty instant. Saddle. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, Gears of War 4. Mm. Column, I believe you've been playing that. Gears of War 4 is fucking great. There you go. Another if, one. If, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Gears of War. It's brilliant. I will not have a bad word said about Gears of War, right? People go on about, oh, there's no, there's no story. Or if it is, it's just, oh, we're big muscly men or whatever. And we're going to kill these, speaking of beetles and insects, kill these locusts. and Bodybuilding um, termites <laughs> is the, uh, is is the, that the, the phrase that I like to use. Uh, like, and it's, but there is heart to Gears of War. And I think nothing embodies that more than old man Marcus. Because I... I it's something that I don't really want to spoil too much if if you haven't played Gears of War 4 yet. Uh, but it's... I don't know. It's it's something like when you first see Old Man Marcus, for me, it kind of gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling and he kind of says something pretty badass straight away. It's just like, fuck! Ah, go on, Marcus! <laughs> and, and it's... I don't know. It, it does pull in your heartstrings. But the, the thing about Gears of War, obviously is that every Gears of War game, I, for me anyway at least, has been brilliant bar uh, judgment, which took the series on a weird path where they were kind of introducing this... All, it, it was like a score attack game with its three-star system and... Didn't it, it do that mechanic as well where if you fucked up, they'd be like, no, wait, that's not what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the old was, Prince it, of Persia it was, I hate yeah. that. It was Baird. <laughs> it was Baird basically... Uh, I don't know, he was at some court or whatever and he was retelling this story. Yeah. So it kind of did, but actually he was trying to do the Call of War's gunslinger thing, but Call of War's gunslinger does it brilliantly, whereas, yeah, it was all right. Um, but it, it's kind of, it is a modernized Gears of War game. It's still Gears of War in that it, it's based around the pop cover uh, system and these big muscly characters and the Lancers and whatnot. But it's, it's kind of a little bit faster. Uh, like and I suppose most shooters nowadays are influenced by 
Call of Duty going so futuristic and Titanfall and everything that it is a little bit faster, but it's still... I mean, it's a Gears of War game, and it's great. And the story as well is... I think it's probably one of the more simpler Gears of War stories. They're never really overly complex anyway. But, I mean, this is really fucking simple. Uh, and, and it works. It, it embraces the silliness, really, Gears yeah. of War 4. I love it, because Gears of War, like, it's a game where you have a gun with a chainsaw on it. Brilliant! So, like, Great. it's not... Like, if you go in expecting, like, a searing indictment of warfare and yeah. shit, then you've <laughs> probably gone in with the wrong mindset, right? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I haven't played uh, 4 yet. But I do want to. I did see um, Tom playing a bit of it. It does look nice. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. Like at at times, it almost uh, it almost rivals Uncharted Four. Really, in, in visuals. Yeah, Whoa. it's espe- Whoa. Es- especially uh, especially kind of the nighttime scenes. A lot of it is actually set set at night. And that's almost, it feels like they're kind of going like, look, look what we can do with lighting and kind of shadows. <laughs> and it's a very, very nice looking game. I really, the one thing is that the, the characters, so like not Marcus, but the other kind of, uh, your pals, your allies, whatever, they're not as strong as, say, Cole was or... As I know some people like him, some people don't, but Baird or Dom. Like, they're, like these are... They're okay. They're all right, <laughs> you know? They're the replacements, though. Kind they of, They feel yeah. that way, yeah. Yeah, and even his son. His son is fine. He's, <laughs> he, he's not... I think that was even something... Like, even when people say about Gears of War, it being, oh, there were all these big, muscly fellas, whatever. But they all had distinctive characters. Whereas nowadays, I don't know, it, it's... Because you don't get those big, massive, muscly, kind of over-the-top characters that when you get someone like, like a Marcus, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a breath of fresh air, you know? Oh. Yeah, very, very much enjoying it. There you Nearly go. finished it. Nearly, so you've, mm. you've done quite a lot of it then. I've done, I've done a lot of the Gears of Warring, yeah. I'd <laughs> highly recommend it. a lot of the Gears mm. and the War. Yeah. <laughs> How's the uh, multiplayer? I have bl- none of the gears of warring of the multiplayer. No, That's I the see. only thing, yeah. yeah. And there's some, um, someone said there are like some bits in it where you have to do the, I want to say horde. But like, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I've come across, like I'm on Act 4, I'm about near, near the end of Act 4, and there's five acts, and I've had t- either two or three horde bits. And I quite like them. Uh, because I mean Horde is great anyway but it, it's essentially yeah that's what it is it's just Horde against against the, the locusts that are kind of like coming at you or whatever and yeah set up barriers and set up turrets and stuff like that it, I, I think it works to break up but does that force you online when you say Horde mode no no, no so, so that, you're, you're not, you're not any you're really different from say Judgment which had moments where you would have to set up traps and, uh, yeah, and machine gun yeah, emplacements yeah, yeah. so yeah it's not the full Horde experience I don't think like with the counting you know, uh, down of the, how long you're going to get for, you know, a million locusts yeah, are coming this way. Yeah, yeah. In in four, yeah, you do. You have like the next wave begins. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I remember there was what, like, I can't remember which one was about to be released, but it was like if you killed this many locusts or something in um, horde mode in, in like co-op, then you would get like a special gun or something for for the, like as DLC. Oh, so right. we worked out if you just left like the, the barrier things up, uh, and we're running hard with just tickers. 
they would just run into oh, the yeah. barriers. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my housemates were like, right, just left it on overnight. <laughs> and then the one were like, 250, nice one. <laughs> Let me know if anyone else did that because we thought we were really clever. There was... <laughs> I'm um, sure everyone worked it out. I think a Ratchet and Clank 2, I think it was. There was a very difficult uh, achievement. I think it was the first one where they added all the achievements and trophies to it. Oh, it would have been just achievements, sorry. And uh, there was something to get like a million bolts or something in the first game which is ridiculously difficult to do you would have to play the game like six times through so you could leave it on all night doing the grinding stage you oh know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the yeah. racing bit and uh so you sort of reminded me of that never got around to doing it though <laughs> although i have uh people should send in their sort of lamest um time wasters to get an achievement but mine would probably be i definitely thought i'd earned all the achievements for jack 2 hd but then I hadn't gotten maybe a few of the eggs. And the only way to get them, if you want to cheat, is to jump above an egg, press start, and then go to load. And as it sort of uh, the splash screen comes down after you've started loading, your character falls, collects the egg. And if you just keep doing that, you will get up to like the 300 or whatever. Nice. So I wasted about an hour on that once. An hour isn't bad. No, but uh, okay. it certainly felt like about 10 hours. Be- because I... My, if you're looking at time wasters, my time waster would just be because I I hadn't gotten a platinum, and I was like, what happens? What happens when when you get a platinum trophy? <laughs> Do you get to, like does the the president of Sony send you a letter in the post? Do you, what, 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 around your house, exactly. Little, yeah. <laughs> what what happens? <laughs> so it was like I think it was SmackDown versus Raw, 2006 maybe, and so I did I did it. It took a while. It fucking took a, it did take a while. And I was like to do like I don't know, all these like whatever, hit three finishers but lose the match and da da and do all these things. So eventually anyway, got the platinum trophy and it was just like bling. And then yeah, it d- d- disappeared off screen. It's like that's it. <laughs> it's fucking shit. And it was Yeah, but fr- the guys at Langley were celebrating like mad. <laughs> it's fr- like a little part of you died. Pretty like, it was, <laughs> it was like finding out that moment, the Christmas isn't real. <laughs> from that moment, I was just like yeah, fuck, fuck trophies and achievements. Who cares? They're addictive, though. That's the problem. I, I weaned myself off. I, I had friends when I was about 17. We would just go for stupid trophies all the time. I think the thing that probably turned me off them is the little Rocketman achievement from Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Uh, whereas in Episode 1, there's one called the One Free Bullet, and you're, not allowed, you're only allowed to expend one bullet in the entire game. But because there's such great mechanics, you can use the gravity gun or the crowbar or grenades or rocket launchers, which yeah, technically sort of bullets in that sense, in gaming sense. But they don't count. But they don't count towards right. the counter. So the only time you have to use it is to blow a lock open. And that's great as well because you can look around for 10 minutes thinking, how do I get out of this room? The only way to do it is to use that bullet, but you don't know if you're going to have to use the bullet later. So it's a clever mechanic. Mm-hmm. Then in episode two, they say, take this garden gnome all the way through the game. And then there's no place to hold it in the car when you're being attacked by like a, a helicopter. So you have to keep getting out, shooting a gnome across the horizon, running while being shot at by a helicopter, pick up the gnome again and carry on and on and on. Right. So that kind of ruined the experience of what is an otherwise particularly brilliant game for me. So, yeah, fuck achievements now. I'll get them if they're on offer, but I'm not going searching for them. I've never been asked about achievements. If I get one, I'll be like, oh. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the worst thing is when you like you almost platinum something. And then you've not noticed that there is a ridiculously difficult achievement left or trophy, like in Vanquish, one of my favorite games. Right near the end, it's like, oh, you've got all the achievements? Well, here's a trophy. Well, you get all the nice little trophies, the gold and the silver. 
And then you uh, find out there's like a, a challenge room or something, which is just too hard. It's way too hard. I spent like days on it. It's just too hard for anyone but the greatest game players out there. It's mean-spirited is what it is. There's an achievement in uh, Left 4 Dead 2 where you have to carry a gnome through, I think it's through the uh, fairground and the... I can't remember which I level, think that would give good. me PTSD if I did that after it's doing... It's really funny. It's fine because there's four of you so you can just kind of... Yeah. It's good. Love Left 4 Dead 2. I play shitloads of that. I should get back on it. Or yeah. you could move on to one of the many clones that are uh, coming out. No. Yes. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Uh, oh, Sam, so uh, from one Warfare game to another, well, another two. Uh, so Modern Warfare uh, Remastered is out, and to kind of get up to speed, you've played two and three. Yeah, I was a big fan the of uh, the original, um, but we don't have it in the office, and it's probably at home somewhere. So I decided I'd finish the trilogy, because I'm a big single-player guy. Uh, couldn't be bothered jumping into the multiplayer for these two. I don't even think the servers will still be on for them, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed them. Uh, I think three is probably maligned for more than just the story, but I preferred its story to number two. I just felt it was uh, better paced and there's more iconic moments. Uh, two has some great bits, don't get me wrong, but yeah, three is probably unfairly maligned as far as its story goes. Would you like to see those remastered as well? I would, yeah. Do I you think, think that's going to happen at some point? Yeah. I think two definitely. Yeah. I mean, because two was, two was fucking humongous. Yeah. Uh, but three, so you would have preferred to do the story in story three. of three. Didn't play the multiplayer, so I think that's that's a you know definite reason for why it probably received a bit lower score, a bit mm. of a lower score than number two did. But yeah, I just I felt I think two unfairly um, punishes you for shooting from the hip. So a lot of the time you'll spray a room with like an Uzi or something, mm-hmm. and you definitely hit something. There is no way nothing could have lived, mm. you know. Like it's like that bit in Predator where everyone just fires their guns into the jungle. Yep. Like, they end up hitting the Predator. They don't kill it, but that's the thing. If you're spraying an Uzi around a room, you're going to hit something. Mm-hmm. In Modern Warfare 2, I think they penalize you and they say, no, you weren't looking down the iron sights, so none of those counted. Which, for me, when you're in a desperate spot and you've just changed out of your gun, say you've run out of bullets or something, mm-hmm. you want to be able to just, like, spray, throw a flashbang, run away for a second and reload. I think 3 allows you to do that a bit more, but 2, yeah, it penalizes you. Mm. and that's probably the biggest reason uh, apart from yeah there's a there's just quite a lot of nice uh set pieces as well in three and i think it's a bit more in line with number one in terms of telling a slightly more serious story yes the russian president's daughter gets kidnapped and you have to rescue her that is cheesy but i think number two you know defending all these american like super american houses like they're the picket fences and you know, and there's like a Burger King you have to defend That's and stuff right, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, that was just, uh, eh, it just didn't really work. I think, especially if you're playing a game without uh, a mini map and you're in the middle of like a kill zone. And the only thing you have to sort of indicate where the baddie's coming from is the compass. And hopefully you hear someone yelling out where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But then if you maybe don't make a great shot, all of a sudden you're surrounded on all sides. You come through, you know, a doorway and you just get blasted and that's it. I think three was probably a bit tighter, slightly more linear. And yeah, just enjoyed it a little bit more. Nice. Uh, I, what have I been playing? I haven't been playing that much interesting this week. I did, I've did. i been playing Event Zero this morning, <laughs> which is very funny. So it's, it's, um, it's one of those games where you're on like an abandoned spaceship and there's an AI that may or may not be helpful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that old chestnut. one of those. Um, but in this one, the AI is... Um, 
it's got loads of like uh sentences and sentence structures and stuff that it can you can talk to it and it can say stuff back to you so i was like right well i'm gonna try and seduce the ai <laughs> as, <laughs> as you do will, yeah of course. as you do uh so we did video it as well but it was fun like the game itself looks like it it could be pretty good like it um has lots of uh like hidden clues it's like a puzzle game essentially because mm-hmm. the ai will be like uh you know do you like the uh aquarium and stuff and you'll be like what's going on with the aquarium um, <laughs> but i did i tried loads of stuff and i tried negging it as well <laughs> i was like yeah i was like i'm not usually attracted to ais with such a poor user interface <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of stuff wasn't having any of it but uh it's sort of like I james bond in space is the way that you went about it yeah, yeah. T- well i tried lots of different tactics because it's not i mean it wouldn't pass the turing test no. the AIs, so. <laughs> So I did straight out, like, will you go out with me? And I was like, do you like, like, like me? And all this kind of stuff. But none of it. <laughs> Although eventually I think we came to a satisfying conclusion. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to rise did, it up. You didn't play all of it. No, I didn't finish no. it. But I would it's like to. It's not like to. a short puzzle game. It doesn't No, it's hack. like a thing. You have to walk around the spaceship. And it, oh, it, okay. wants, it basically wants you to do something for it. Because I kind of want the spoilers um, on whether it is in fact evil. Or they're, you know, subverting well, I mean, that. I'm assuming it's, always evil, it's an AI. Like, but, uh, you <laughs> know, it's probably it's, it's an indie game, right? It's so they might be subverting it. You might be the evil one. Well, mm. I'm it was Earth. like We were the evil ones. It's either going to be outright evil or it's going to be like you know my primary directive is to preserve life and yeah. therefore you must die the, that kind of thing like it's always the same bloody primary directive it's like oh there's yeah. a robot he seems nice yeah sorry guys the only way to protect you is to kill you yeah. all yeah that kind of thing so but uh, i would like to finish it so i might do that at lunch i don't know how long it is though uh but probably there's a great there website is... for that yeah i think it's called how long to beat how long to oh, beat yeah, yeah. yeah. very helpful uh, so let's move on to questions. Every week uh, before we record the podcast, we tweet out from at videogamer.com to ask for your questions. Uh, so we have some. Oh, no. They've all, everyone's fucking got the, the Halloween names on Twitter. So I don't oh, know who they, they are. Oh, the yes. shit out of me. It's what? like, just what call it. What, what's, um... what's her God-given name? Don't give me this <laughs> fucking bullshit. I don't know. Alice Boole. Or I, I Sam, don't mind it. You want to do Sam it? Rarely. <laughs> <laughs> so you're allowed a God-given name, but not a uh, sort of Satan-applied name. <laughs> yes, yes. That's you, correct. sir. No, but it, it's it's this. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I don't mind it, but just I don't know who anyone is. But that's my problem. It. Is like, who, who are you? Know I don't know. Because yeah. it assumes that I know you from your Twitter handle. I don't. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Am I correct in thinking that people do it really early in October because you're only allowed to For change it once a month? Is that, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Is that, is that the reason why? Because otherwise I people are doing know, it way too know. early. Do it on the day, if you can. Maybe Twitter won't let you change it. Nah, it's because October is like the skeleton war and all that shit. I don't know. Anyway. What's, uh, what's, hang on, what's <laughs> the skeleton war? It's a meme from uh, Tumblr where it's like October is the month of the skeleton war. And like, it's something to do with like someone said rest in peace and they were like, no, the skeleton war or whatever. I don't know. But then what? Pe- <laughs> Have you noticed people post those gifts of like skeletons doing stuff? Okay. I don't know. What will future civilizations that. think of us, honestly? I dread to think. Uh, so, Bootifer Spooklace, which I'm assuming is Christopher Wallace, my nemesis, uh, wants to know if there's any love for the Persona series at Video Gamer. Uh, I have uh, a sort of combined list that I've made of all of the uh, best 100 games from different outlets. And so Persona 4 is quite high up, and I've tried to work my way through quite a lot of them. I've probably done about 60. Well, of them. You've made a top 100 games. Just for yes. yourself to yes. enjoy. Uh, yeah. Well, not just for things that I'm interested in, but I will take uh, a bunch of different websites, top 100s, and I will sort of just put them all together. Uh, I did it a few years ago, 
so it's probably not massively current but the problem is there is no kind of I mean, Metacritic is somewhat helpful in this regard, but there's a lot of fluff on there as well. It seems like a lot of admin for, for yeah. yourself. <laughs> it also I, sounds I, I, like, I like the cutest it. thing in the world. Um, I quite it, like it. I like doing stuff like that, to be honest. And then it gives me like this sort of really brilliant weighted uh, analysis of what the best 100 games are. Right. And that's, that's not... You How know, long does it take you? Uh, well, I made it a few years ago. Probably took like a day or something like that. So you, you like aggregated like, what... Like well, you, I found you a, took it from different websites yeah. and then sort of combined them. Yeah, I can't remember how exactly I did it now. I, I had help online, basically, because um, other people do it, I think, as well, or similar stuff. So I Googled how to you know, aggregate all this stuff. And I did it, and as I say, it's a bit out of date now, but uh, I probably got through about 60 of them. I'd already done maybe 40 before I started. And Persona was, you know, it's on every list really high up. So I had to play it. And I'm, I'm kind of off the JRPG cake so to speak, nowadays. Uh, but I went back for that. And unfortunately, it's maybe a bit too long like for me. Like Nowadays, I don't have the time to commit to it. But I must have gotten three quarters of the way through, and I will finish it one day. Uh, unfortunately, Persona 4 Golden never released on PSN, only available for the Vita, uh, which I suspect was done deliberately to get people to buy the Vita. And it did get a lot of people to buy the it Vita. It did, yeah. And, uh, and that's unfortunate because it is the nice spruced up version with some mm -hmm. extra content. Not that it needs it. It's a very thorough, long form game. But yeah, I, I discussed it with a few people in the know beforehand just to get an idea of, is it too cheesy? I, I like a bit of anime. I don't like anime tropes necessarily. I don't like... You know the girl who cool eats jock. a lot of food and like, yeah, cool yeah, jock, yeah. and then there's but like, oh, I'm I'm the sort of nerdy girl, but I'm the prettiest one, and yeah, yeah all that kind of stuff. Um, and especially you know like person who screams a lot for no reason, you know, it just and is that, then, is that an anime drop? Yeah, well, you know, I technically Isn't that I am everyone that. in every okay. anime, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. There are tropes that are yeah, yeah, quite yeah. annoying, and one of them is like. Oh, talking animal bear thing for some reason. <laughs> and I was warned that Teddy, the character in Persona 4, was a bit like that. He's a bit tropey, but I can live with him because it's just him. And the rest of the characters were quite interesting. And I really like the sort of... It's done to death in Japan, in Japanese entertainment, but the kind of being in school and, mm -hmm. you know, then fighting crime or monsters or whatever in the, in the evening. It's something... It's sort of wish fulfillment. It's like Harry Potter and people are like, oh, I wish I could go to Hogwarts. A lot of people would probably wish they could go to the Persona school, you know. Um, not that it's anything special, but probably because it isn't, you know. And then the interesting and crazy adventures on the night. Um, but yeah, I would say Persona 4, I'd recommend it to anyone, but you really will need quite a lot of time to invest into it. And it does uh, get quite repetitive in terms of the action, as most JRPGs do. But yeah, story, story's fun. I have never played a single Persona game. No, but I, but I, I've been told multiple times yeah to play four that yeah. is uh, yeah four is meant to be brilliant yeah there you go. maybe we'll do a let's play that all 160 hours of it or whatever Yay! it is <laughs> i would say golden is probably we'd have to go to howlongtobeat.com as uh, a plug for them that's unintentional but i think it's probably about 100 hours for all the content mm. yeah. if you could only get one new game between now and e3 2017 uh what would it be from andrew hm Ooh, I'm going to go... Is this something that's already been announced? Because in that case, I would say... Massive. Hold on, 2017. What year is it? 16. <laughs> between now and now next... Now and June, Where am I? The next six months. I don't know. Mass Effect? Whatever. I would say Mass Effect, but then I'm like, Dishonored 2, fuck. Mm, I'm going to be cheeky, and I'm going to go with... It does, does it have to be a new game? 
probably probably yeah, yeah. Uh, i was gonna make the desert island choice and go for something that's like a package deal so that i would run, like wouldn't run out of stuff to you're play you're just making up your own rules here yeah. um, well uh i believe the gears for like special edition came with like all of the other did, gears yeah, games yeah, yeah. so that would be like the smart choice you you would get bored of gears but you yeah, would still have plenty only, to play it's only one game specified <laughs> It's a game package deal. Uh, it's all right. not. That's three games. All right. If I had to play something for the rest of the year, based on the quality of the uh, reboot, I would say the new Tomb Raider uh, for the PS4 version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take that. That counts. Yeah, that does count. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it will. It probably only last me like maybe 10, 15 hours in terms of the, the storyline. But then there's a multiplayer, there's a co-op. Uh, and depending on how much I like it, I might play it again at harder difficulty. So I'm thinking upwards of maybe 60 hours out of that. Possibly. You never know. If I really liked it. Uh, Alec Norton, friend of video game Alec Norton, uh, which video game character would you want to see win the US election? Also, interestingly, uh, you know the video game one word, video game two words debate? Alec has sidestepped that by putting a hyphen in between video and game. The third way, if he's talking about elections, there is no third party candidate. Take the hyphen out. No, it's two different words. That is it. But, uh, what? A, v- a video game character as the president of the United States yes. of America. Um, don't know. Well, they have to be. They have to be born in America. They have to be over the age of thirty-five. Is it or something? I think it's something about like about that. Something like I that. I think you have to be. Uh, is it like a? Uh, I forget what the Presbyterian or something like the the name. What? It's like basically Church of England, but what they have in America is like Protestant. Yeah, I think you have. I to think be, we had this conversation, yeah. but like, it, it, I don't know. I think it's ma- not oh really no, hang enforced, on. I is think it? they maybe changed. I think JFK might have been a Catholic. So yeah, they can pretty much be any religion. I think. Um, I don't know. A th- mid thirties American in a computer game. There's a few of them. <laughs> um, I'll say. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Sam, help me. I can't think of any oh, American. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. go I'll go. Johnny Gat from Saints Row. I was going to ah. say Saints Row. Yeah, he's a good lad. Oh, he was. Okay, I'll go with the president from Saints Row 4. There. there he, he has experience, I suppose. He does. Uh, what who? Saints Row character will you pick, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to veer away from Saints Row now. I'm going to say... Hmm, probably the crazy senator from Metal Gear Solid 4 because he can't oh, do a shush. crazier job than Trump will do. Mm. At least he's more. He's slightly more overt about it. It's like Trump. as if Trump is a foregone conclusion, which is worrying. <laughs> Yes, I think uh, this will probably be one of the final podcasts on planet Earth as uh, the nukes will be falling any day now. Presumably because Theresa May didn't notice, like, I don't know, Ivanka's new haircut or something. So I was like, fuck them. Bomb them to hell. Uh, right, what else we got? Uh, from Bones360, did we used to watch Games Master on Channel 4? I remember watching Games Master, but I must have been quite small. Same. I... Yeah, I remember. Like, I I, re- I remember head. it. I remember. And uh, the monocle. What's his name? Not Magnus Magnuson. Um, <laughs> he was the guy who did Mastermind. What was the? Alice just said it. It's uh, Patrick, Patrick Moore. Sorry, Patrick, Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I remember him, and I remember Dominic Diamond. There you go. Yeah, he was quite good. Uh, I I thought, but obviously there's a famous clip of your man. Is it David Parry, uh, the contestant on Games Master? who was playing Super Mario 64 and he just kept on saying, no, the game's broken because he lost and he was just yeah. all fucking bravado. Yeah, <laughs> looked that up actually. But yeah, I kind of, similar to the two of you, like I was probably just 
ever so slightly kind of just missed it. And I remember things like the Games Guru on Sky Ah, uh, Gamesville. Gamesville, yeah. Gamesville, yeah, yeah. The Games Guru. Yeah, and there was the two, two Gacha Senses. There was a Guru. And then there was that Matt, or whatever his name was, who was like in the gaming area, you know, yeah, where yeah, he would yeah. just be like manning the news post. And they'd just come up and be like, right, mate, what's happening? And he'd be like, um, <laughs> like he wasn't ready. Uh, new Tomb Raider. They're like, cheers, mate. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, and I remember but... Violet Berlin on uh, Channel 4. She had like a, it wasn't on very often, but she presented a gaming show and it was really, it was just really comfortable watching. She's like got a very nice Scottish voice and it was mm. just like, hmm, it's like a lullaby, like a I, gaming I, lullaby. What I, w- w- the thing that I kind of remember mostly is movies, games and videos. Do you remember that? No. Like that was, uh, but that was kind of more reviewing stuff, but it was like, there was just this, I don't know, this disembodied voice <laughs> uh, that would just kind of chat over. giant like, head? Like no. there was no heads, no nothing. It was no. like literally just like this film is out that I hear, and and obviously I yeah, hears this game is on like it was on Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons, and it was one of the few things on. It was like post Games Master, yeah, but then pre Gamesville. Oh no. yeah, anything else? So where there was just a lull where there was nothing games yeah. on television. I've just realised. I think I said Violet Berlin was a Scottish one. I can't remember who the Scottish one is. There was a, a another TV show. There was a female Scottish presenter about video games. There was also Violet Berlin's. So yeah, one of, both of those were pretty good. I do have quite a funny story about what happened, what became of Dominic Diamond, though. I believe I've told you this before. I'm intrigued. Yeah, go Yes. Then. So he was the presenter of Games Master. Yeah. And then uh, I think he tried to go a bit out there and expand his you know uh, repertoire and mm-hmm. things that he could do and put on his cv and he decided that he was going to recreate the crucifixion in a, i think it's a south american country i don't know which what? one it's it's this south american country where in the past they would like do a passion play about the crucifixion of christ yeah and uh they would tie them up to the to the uh to crucifix but then they were like no that's a bit you know we're not squeamish let's just like nail their oh, hands fuck. to it Let's just fucking do that because it's a, it's a real honor, apparently, in the community to be picked to be Jesus, obviously. And then, uh, obviously, this guy is then like not a sacrificial lamb as such, but he's like honored to be nailed to a cross. Um, so Dominic <laughs> Diamond says, I'd like to do it. Dominic Diamond heard about it, decided he was going to go and do it. He uh, created a program, got like, I think it was Channel 4's money to go uh, and do five, something called Channel 5. Yeah, Crucify Me, yeah. it was called. And uh, I don't think it ever went. It was never broadcast because he got there, got into all the kit. I say all the kit, just a shroud yeah, sort of yeah, around, yeah. His, um, around his like nether regions and maybe sandals. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. And then did he, they he pulled drill out of it. nails? Oh, he, he pulled, he pulled out of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Back not, down. not like not like Dante. He didn't actually pull off the cross. I'm like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Back down at the last minute, breaking into tears. Apparently, I don't blame him, but I then know, I, I do blame him for going ahead with it. Yeah. What an idiot! Like, yeah, you've got to start that thinking. Like, right, like you know what you're going into quite explicitly, don't you? Like, like there's a bloke who he's always on um, Reddit and stuff because his his videos are quite entertaining. He's working his way up to the worst sting in the world. So what he's doing is he's getting stung by progressively more painful stings. Oh, okay. So there's a guy. Uh, he's actually doing uh, a lot of scientists have done this in the past to determine the you know the index of what is the most painful sting so Mm -hmm. he's going along with this but it's also kind of helpful to the scientific community to see these effects in real time Uh, so he's not being a complete knob he's actually helping in a in a way Um, but he's doing it a kind of smart way he's doing a very stupid thing in a smart way 
He's building his way up. He's building his tolerance. I'm not saying that Dominic Diamond so Dominic should, have should have had like, someone pinch him first, and then yeah, maybe kind of just maybe, put maybe the nail a, in part way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're, I mean, it's a dumb thing to say. Crucify me a bit. But then, yeah, but then who's like who's deciding to get crucified anyway? I mean, the other guy's doing it out of his fervent religious belief. Dominic Diamond's doing it for, for good telly. telly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a bit of a nail. Go go through the nail sizes at B and Q. Before you get like the full on rusty one. Like, if you do it once, there's already a hole there, right? So you could just exactly kind of re- instant re- stigma. Yeah, like like getting an ear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fits like a glove. Uh, Ryan Gillett, if you found yourself in a traditional sweet shop, what would you buy? I would buy Ooh. a rhubarb custard bag. Of rhubarb custard. That's not a bad Sucky idea. Sweet. I would probably buy. Uh, I'm a fan of the Harry Bow Jelly Babies. Do you know the kind of? Oh yeah, they're yeah. Like they, they're they specifically they're different to the normal ones. They're all dusty mm. in that. No, the dusty ones are the kind of the big fuck off normal oh, ones. Oh yeah. The Harry Bow ones are kind of smaller. The little bears. No. They're like they are. They're little jelly babies, okay. but they're Harry Bow Jelly Babies. It's not you really can, a traditional sweet, but you, I'll let but you, you have can, it. All right, okay. This eggs. Is bullshit. Eggs? Can I have eggs? No, Harry I'll eggs. Give you eggs. Are they I not guess. traditional? You can get eggs from a like a sweet shop. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I would say sherbet lemons, but then I value my mouth not being torn to ribbons, which inevitably happens. Fair. Probably same with the rhubarb ones. Yeah. Any boiled sweet, don't get. You know, just don't start. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop, and then your mouth is fucked. It doesn't happen with Pringles. Happens I was going to say, it doesn't happen with Pringles. Every, <laughs> happens, it how far do you go into Pringles, though? Like, I'm pretty full on. <laughs> but yes, uh, with boiled sweets, it fucks you up. So I would say, uh, as you offered me one yesterday, those little insulation wire-looking red laces. <laughs> that's the Strawberry best way to describe pencil. them. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they look like insulation wires. They've got the white bit in the middle, and then they've got like this. They are probably repurposed insulation wires, let's be honest. They don't taste great. They taste amazing. We talked about it. It was really funny yesterday because Sam was like, I've never quite managed to work out what uh, the white stuff in the middle of them is. What, what do you think it is? And he obviously was expecting some kind of <laughs> hilarious answer. Me and, me and Tom both at the same time just went, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with like a sort of marshmallowy sugar. Uh, Dan C, this is for Colm. Uh, how's she cutting? I don't know what that means. Like a lawnmower, Dan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what, more, what more do you want? Do you it's just want to? Do you want to wink down the microphone as well? <laughs> yeah. No one knows what's happening apart from you two. Well, there we go. Uh, final one. Let's pick a good one. Um, oh, what is the best biscuit? Oh, from Alfred Rome. Oh, mm. fucking no, no. Just sweets, traditional sweets and stuff. Whatever. No, you have me talking, right? Biscuits. Biscuits are a massive vice of mine. I am. I am a. I am a fan, as we discovered. Uh, recently, I'm a fan of tea, uh, and also what goes well with tea? Biscuits. Certain biscuits, others just line the bottom in a sort of soggy grave. Yes, like I mean, yeah. well, if you're if you're having a rich tea, you almost need to kind of back it up with another rich tea. You need to double, <laughs> <laughs> you need to double up on rich teas to yeah. get something kind of solid. That's not a bad idea. Uh, but I, I mean, it is well, it's it, it is a bad idea. It's very bad because <laughs> <laughs> instead of having one biscuit, you're having two at a time. But uh, the best biscuit, and I, I can go into specific brand if you need me to as well. The best biscuit is the custard creams from Lidl. Ah, from Lidl specifically. Yeah, Lidl oh. specifically have right. the best brand of custard cream and the best. Um, 
Do you know what? I kind of vary it. So really? depending on how I'm feeling, yeah. So you're like ambidextrous in the biscuit world. Pretty much. It's like, I follow so, a set pattern. Sometimes sometimes I'll kind of, well, I, I was going to say eat them whole. I don't eat a custard <laughs> whole. But you choke to death. <laughs> I'll, yeah, eat it just normally. Sometimes, yeah, I take it off, uh, kind of. You take it all eat, off. Eat, eat the two bits separately. N- not so much. When I was when I was young, in my formative years, I would lick the cream off. You can't no. lick a custard cream. No, cream you totally off. can. You, you, you need a cat's tongue. You can't that. really do it like in company, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can do it. You would need like a sort of shovel end on the end of your. No, know. you you can you can grind it down <laughs> eventually to it being. No, that's, that's that's Sam too, obviously doesn't have as dexterous a tongue. That's too time tongue. intensive. What you need <laughs> is get the teeth on there, like one of those uh, coin machines where it just chomps down and pulls back. Right, that's okay. what you need to do with your teeth with those, and you get them off. And then you sort of look sort of annoyed at the uh, at the remaining biscuits, which now have no value. <laughs> right. You know, okay. You just you eat them just because it's a waste. Otherwise, but I'm I'm really there for the custard. Why? What do you think the little has over branded options? Uh, the little one. It w- in terms of notices, I'm coming at it from a tea angle here specifically. Uh, okay. uh, I mean they t- they're lovely anyway, but uh, I think their Tower Gate is their their name, but. Sometimes, like with a McVitie's custard cream, right? <laughs> when you dip them into the tea, they fucking they're rock hard, and you need a. Li- I'm not looking for like like as we said earlier. I'm not looking for the rich tea consistency where it just goes into mush, but I need it to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> so I need to loosen up those hips, right? <laughs> and then for it to be this is all innuendos. This. <laughs> I take it all off, and, and then, then you and may then loosen it up for w- me. When I put it into my mouth, I need it to, <laughs> <laughs> I need it to almost kind of, yeah, I need it to dissolve, basically. So it, it's, but again, ah, th- so it needs to have the consistency to be able to hold <laughs> its density. It's bloody engineering feat, this from you're from describing the teacup to my mouth. But once oh. it gets to my mouth. I want it to, to kind melt. of just melt. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That is... That's, that's, and, and and the little custard cream does that. I'm sorry you've had... <laughs> and I've tried <laughs> many custard creams. You must have had a very difficult life. You must have travelled around <laughs> the world looking for this. Trying to find the perfect custard cream. Have, I you, found had, it have you had one of the fucking massive ones? No, Giant that's my dream. Cream. Yeah. That's your dream. That's my dream. Well, Those if, humongous if it's a ones. massive version of the little one, otherwise it's a giant disappointment. That's true. Yeah. I love shopping in like Lidl and, uh, and Aldi and stuff because you walk around and it's like just like rip-offs of branded products but just different enough yep. to like, be like... They call Penguins Seals. Yeah, uh, they have Badger's Creek wine instead of uh, Jacob's, instead of Jacob's Creek. Creek. Wow. Like, if you like milk, why not try milk? milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, what do they... I'm able to make sense of a lot of their chocolate names but some I don't get... Like, I think Mars is called, it's I don't know, it's something like Venus or whatever. I don't know, they call it a planet. Yeah. Uh, they're, what else? There's more kind of chocolate bars. Lion is Roar. Um, what else is there? I can't remember. But they call a Twix a Jive. And I've never <laughs> been able to understand that. <laughs> I don't get it. Am I missing something there? Perhaps Twix. Is, is Twix, a, is Twix a dance like or something? I don't know. No. I, I have no idea. I think Twix is just a made up word. Well, betwixt. It's sort of like that. Are you so between the two chocolatey caramel logs? <laughs> I see. I really like Twixes for dipping in tea, but I, is that a biscuit or a chocolate bar? You oh know? no, Twix is a bar. 
I yeah. would say, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got too much uh, caramel on there, I think, right? Like, yeah, it's too much caramel, too much chocolate. too. But it's even like a chocolate finger, like a Cadbury's chocolate finger. That's a... Mm. That's a biscuit, surely. But that's a weird... That's not a chocolate bar. But no, it's not, it's not a bar. <laughs> but it's, is it a biscuit? Yes. Is it? It's a biscuit covered in chocolate. Oh, fuck, it's a weird biscuit, though. It's like it's, it so many chocolate bars have biscuit in them, though. Yeah, but that it, but that. it is just biscuit though. It's not like. Where do you draw the line? <laughs> but even even like yeah, something like a penguin or a Kit Kat or a Club Milk so or is a it, is a penguin a biscuit? No, a penguin is a bar. Ooh. There's a lot of biscuit in there though. What there, about no, okay? Are... What about Go on. a Jaffa cake? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> a Jaffa cake. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't remember what I what I say. What am I meant to say? Uh, <laughs> a Jaffa cake. Oh, yeah. No, I hate And I know someone will f- give me the actual technical will when that goes stale, it goes hard and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't care. A Jaffa cake is a biscuit. Fuck off. It's not a cake. <laughs> it's a uh, cake is in the title. And when biscuit... Or, what, what is it? When a cake goes stale, it goes hard. hard and when, when a biscuit, biscuit goes stale, stale it goes soft. Um, I don't care about any of those things. Jaffa cake... It's not a cake. A cake, you can have a cake. You're right? playing hard and fast with the rules here, Colin. If, but if someone... If, if, if you offer someone a cake, right, they will probably have a cake. But if you offer someone a biscuit, they're going to have more than one no, biscuit. but on Bake Off, they make mini cakes. And what they did Jaffa cakes on Bake Off this year. We should look and see what week they did them in because maybe they did them in fucking cake week or something. <laughs> Right, if that... You have to defer to Mary Berry, surely. If that is a biscuit, then a Tunnock's tea cake is also a biscuit. That's more of a biscuit, if anything. That's but the Tunnock's bis- tea cake has got more stuff on it. Yes, but it's actually based and it's a t- on a t- It's called a tea biscuit. cake as well. It confuses Bats even more. My mm. best biscuit is a digestive, just because we <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking about, about biscuits for about 10 minutes now. <laughs> I didn't even get to name mine. What's, what's, what's yours? yours, what's yours uh, ginger snaps, but with like a sort of gingery cream in the middle. It's like a custard cream meets a ginger snap. I'm, I'm unaware of this. You'll have to yeah, show. Oh beautiful. yeah, yeah, the gi- ginger cream sandwich thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, They're okay. damn good. Oh, hang on. Uh, You're in milk bo- as well. Yes, it can't be I am too, aware. It can't be too hard though, because then it won't really uh, become soggy in milk. You need yep. a little bit soggy, not too soggy. I don't want to lose it. Yeah, no, we're yeah. on the same page. <laughs> this podcast is overrun by quite a lot just because we were talking about biscuits <laughs> okay. and I was in pro. Uh, so on on that biscuity note, mm-hmm. uh, we'll say goodbye to regular listeners. If you're a uh, patron, you support us on our patron, which is patreon.com forward slash video gamer. You will get extra podcast coming up right now even more biscuity goodness we can talk more about biscuits if you want um uh, uh videogamer.com is our website at videogamer.com is twitter uh youtube is video uh youtube.com forward slash video gamer tv uh i am alice bell at baby got bell i've been joined today by colin ahern at colin underscore ahern samuel james riley at gaming goo very good <laughs> bye everyone <laughs> Bye. Ta-da.